Hello, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Please be aware of spoilers, otherwise you may find out that Robin Hood actually ends up competing in that archery competition. <gasps> what? That is right. I didn't know. This week we are covering the many iterations of Robin Hood, but of course I cannot do it alone. I need my band of merry men. <laughs> um, I'm joined by friendly giant Lil Jer, the friar tuck of the show, Sonia Stanger, and we have our, joined by a very extra special guest, our maid Marion, Ellen the Gui. Hey, huzzah. Hello, hello. Huzzah and good morrow. Hey, nani nani. <laughs> <laughs> Lend me your ears. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly. Oodle lolly indeed. <laughs> Um, okay, you guys, what is, what's your first brush with Robin Hood? When did, when did this little green man trot across your television screen? Or even book? I assume there is a book. <laughs> I haven't read the book. Multiple, I would guess. I assume there is a book. I, I must, I must have been aware of the Disney situation. I can't conf- I don't know for sure we did, we did watch it. I don't know for sure if I've ever like watched it as a child. Wow. Mm. Wow. Cuz I think I, that yeah, I'm, I, a really? lot of children it's their sort of it's like 9/11 like you remember where when you watched <laughs> Robin Hood the cartoon for the first time. I think that's probably true. <laughs> but uh, as we've learned in Jeremy's past, uh, the Kevin Costner remake is definitely the one that like stands out in my mind as like the definitive movie movie moment, and I, uh, Ellen, what did we watch? I was like two weeks, two ago? weeks ago. Two weeks ago ish. Yeah, I, I def, I definitely like made it better in my mind. Mm. Like, like on the rewatch, like the you know in my head, the arrow shots were further away. <laughs> Kevin Costner's abs were more Abby. Uh, oh, the Abby. The, <laughs> The river fight was much more grand, uh, and um, yeah, it's sort of like. Does um, did your mother sort of lead the charge on getting this Robin Hood in your household? No, no, that was a that was a that was a father thing. Okay, my, my, yeah, it's like an action movie enough. I recall we must have rented it from Blockbuster or something, right? That came out in '91, if I recall correctly. So I would have been two. And I'm pretty sure I watched it when I was like four. Whoa. Wow. I think. Yeah, no, I think that's when it was. Um, but, um, you know, it still it still holds up in certain ways. Uh, even though his abs aren't as abbies, I remember them. <laughs> yeah, but, you're um, really stuck on those abs, aren't you? Yeah, arguably oh, not the most oh. important part of the character. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is. Yeah. Ellen, when did Robin Hood get to your eyes? So it was definitely the Disney movie. Um, yes. We were we weren't blockbuster kids. We were movie gallery kids. Ooh ah, fancy mm. North Battleford fancy. Um, <laughs> That's a special kind of fancy. It really is. It is. And my parents would let uh, my sister and I choose one movie each. And I think even to this day, like Stace really likes trying new things. And I'm like, ah, oh, the same thing every time. So I would choose Robin Hood every time and watch it like, I don't know, you were available for like seven days, right? Like until the next time you went into town. And that movie was always on for me. And Stacey would like pick different things 
And I'd be like, oh, Robin Hood again. Back to the old classic, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and I love that movie so much that, like, because I'm such a big reader, I read the great illustrated classics, the, like, Howard Pyle version. And then um, because I was so into that, I also really love this book called Outlaws of Sherwood by Robin McKinley. And as my taste in movies, my taste in books when I was little was like, oh, that book is amazing. Well, I can get 12 books out from the library so one of them will be Outlaws of Sherwood, and then I'll choose 11 other ones. How fortuitous to write Outlaws of Sherwood and your first name be Robin. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you were just sitting there thinking that this whole time, weren't you? <laughs> well, I was just like, I heard the Robin, and I was like, wait, that's not part of the title. That's the opposite. That's his name. <laughs> yeah. At, at some point, you choose to lean into it, right? Like, you're like, am I in or out? And then, obviously... I'll look him up, Sean, while you guys keep talking. I'll see if he only does exclusively Robin S. It's a girl. And right. She's I was a just about to say, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the assumptions. I've, I've just hover, hovered over on Wikipedia, and uh, yeah, it came right up. One of the other books are like the, the, the definitive I... guide to Batman, uh, <laughs> like sidekicks and things like that. <laughs> I like I I for sure love that Disney movie like that was my favorite movie but that Outlaws of Sherwood book was it's like the ultimate um Robin Hood for me it's like the 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 pinnacle I reread it like last month it was it was a childhood favorite that is held up so is it like it's a rundown of many of the the Outlaws of Sherwood or it's just sort of Robin and his merry man uh, it's Robin, and it starts with Robin Hood and everybody, but it adds a character that wasn't in the Great Illustrated Classic. I don't know. I've never read the actual, is it Howard Pyle book? But um, it add, it added a sister to Will Scarlet. Her name was Cecily. And, like, that new character was, like, not like a Mary Sue moment, but I was like, that can be me. And, like, yeah. I just love to, like, self-insert my story. It was, like, before fan fiction was discovered for Little Ellen. And I was like, oh, Cecily, I can, I can be an outlaw of, outlaw of Sherwood, too. Cecily Scarlet. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. Sonia? Um, yeah. Okay, wow, Ellen. You actually just unlocked something for me because <laughs> I don't, it wasn't that. I don't think it was that book. But I, there was a book that I read as a preteen that was, like, um, a female version of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Like a, a ladyfication of Robin Hood. Um, oh, I wish I could think of what it was called. Or I'll go and see if I can find it, maybe. Um, but, yeah, same vibes. Like, that, that loomed large for me. I mean, I read a lot of books like that as a preteen girl. Um, but, yeah, for me, of course, it was the Disney version. And since... No one else has has been the one to say it yet. Let me be the one to say it. Was that Fox a sexual awakening for me as a child? Yes, he was. Um, Yeah. And I'm not ashamed and I will not apologize because I know I speak for many, many people out there. Um, I like that we were like minutes in and you're like, no one said it, so I guess I'll say it. (laughs) It's lingering in the air. (laughs) It's the elephant in the room. room. I got to let it know. Yeah. But um, no, I think this is like a common... uh, piece of internet discourse. I think there are many people out there who agree with me. Um, I don't know if we talked about this on our like non-human anthropomorphic societies episode, um, mm-hmm. 
But I, I am really curious about like what it is. Like I kind of want to write an essay about what it is about that character and similar characters because this movie and the Aristocats and the Fox and the Hound are all kind of the same movie in a way. Like I feel like they're all different iterations of the same thing. And I've heard people online talk about characters from each of those movies as... In a sexy way. Yeah, as, as having been awakenings for them. And, and I think it's something, I think it's something partly about the animation style that like really emphasizes their like super humanistic facial expressions. Like they're like very emotive. But I also think with, with Robin Hood in particular, he is just kind of like this archetype of the romantic hero. Like he's this example of masculinity that's like playful and mischievous and like dangerous but then also like deeply respectful and devoted of his lady love. So yeah, I, anyway, I'll, I'll cap the essay there for now, but I did think about it while watching it. Um, it's a good and, start. And good honestly, points. that movie slaps so hard. Like it's so yeah. good. Oh yeah, very iconic short king uh, <laughs> in that. Um, yeah, I'll, also my Robin Hood was that, was the 70s Robin Hood cartoon Sexy Fox. Um, <laughs> I was shocked. I rewatched it this week that the the words were flowing from my mouth. Like, I was like, I know every line of this and I know every delivery. Like, I think the... We'll probably get into the other surrounding characters of the Robin Hood franchise, but the, the Prince Louis is my favorite Prince Louis of any of them. He's so good. He's like, me. <laughs> And he, that, or Prince, King, anyway, he, whoever Prince voiced John? him. King John? Excellent work. Wait, Prince John. Yeah. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think you're getting confused with the Jungle Book, maybe, because there's King Louis. <laughs> but also, oh. the animation was redone for the Jungle Book and Robin Hood. Yeah. Like, the dance you, scene and the bear. And the right. bear is literally the same bear. Yeah. You're right. I actually did mean to say King John. Prince John. Yeah. And who's the... Hashtag not our king. Richard? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We don't support him. Um, Okay, well, let's get into this. Uh, So, Robin Hood is just not a singular character. We have many surrounding friends. We've got Little John. We've got a Will Scarlet. Basically, like every iteration that I have watched this week, they all have the Merry Man. They have Maid Marian. They have King John, King Richard. Um, why do we get the, why are we getting the whole gang in here? What makes them so fun? Also, like, this is de- maybe a separate question, but like, what is the source material for Robin Hood? Is it just like uh, a English folklore John, is what I was thinking? I, I looked it up. Yes. Uh, and I can't remember what it's called, but it is like, it, it was like a, a told tale that eventually got published. A ballad. And there is like a, what's that? A ballad. Maybe, I don't know. It was. Uh, it, might, it might not... Was it sung songs? I don't know. Initially, It doesn't yeah. rhyme in what's written. You can sing anything. Anyway. <laughs> you but, know how to uh, sing, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I found uh, an old crappy PDF that was scant, probably like a scan of a photocopy of something. Um, that was allegedly the original, like the first thing that it was written in. And it's basically like short stories, almost. And I wonder if that is how this cast kind of, like, comes to be, right? Because, like, 
you've got all these stories that sort of change and evolve. And even in the retellings that we have seen with all these movies and stuff, like there are iterations. And for whatever reason, it does seem like pretty okay to really mix things up and like play with them and like make someone else somebody else's brother or like throw another scarlet in there or whatever you know what what have you tossing a sicily um, yeah i think it must be like a thing of like all like at some point they sort of like put all these stories together not unlike the coming together of the bible except maybe more drunk <laughs> and uh <laughs> there's like discussions about like are we are we keeping will or are we getting rid of him you know like that sort of thing well, you gotta keep well. Like my understanding of it is that yeah, it it probably circulated as like a told tale or a ballad before it was ever written down because it does date back to the twelfth century. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I think by the time it would have come in any written form, there would already be kind of like a collective interaction with the story itself. So like there would already be those expectations about like who's in there. Um, but also the, like that form of like storytelling serves a purpose, right? Like there's, there's usually some underlying like message under it all. So my guess would be that each of those characters kind of represents like a different thing or a different piece of the like story that needs to be told. They're kind of those like archetypes almost. Mm -hmm. That would be my educated guess. Oh, mm mm-hmm. So they each kind of Alan, like a function think, in the story. Sorry. Alan, what do you think of the cast, the cast of characters that follow Robin? Um, I agree with the like archetype, like um, in every iteration that you see, like little John is this big protective, usually dude, but it just like works really well because it's such an old story that you can see these roles and like when you watch a new version of it you're waiting for the people you know who are going to be coming you're like okay i know there's going to be a friar tuck who or how is he going to show up is he going to show up like this is he going to show up like this and it's because you know the story you're waiting for like how that's going to happen and that's kind of not maybe the surprise but like that's where some of the interest of the characters are because you know that I don't know, Alan Adele or Will Scarlet are going to be these types of characters, but you're like, oh, but how? Like in the newest one, um, well, maybe it's not the newest one, the one with Taron Egerton, Eg- Egerton, whatever his name is. Oh. That one, um, Will Scarlet is the dude that Marion is dating while Will's in uh, the Iraq version of the Middle Eastern war type thing and like bows well, and arrows, but like, it's it's, it's so day? weird. It's <laughs> wow. it's not modern day. No. But it it the war scene is like it's modern day but with bows and arrows. Or it's so it's so weird, but at the it's, same time it's, it's super good in my mind. But Will Scarlet is dating Maid Marian and then when Robin Hood comes back, Will changes a little. But it's like yeah, spoiler alert, he he becomes the sheriff at the end. <gasps> He's and, the bad guy at the end. Yeah. Right? And the, my the, the Taron Egerton Jamie Foxx one, uh, which is just the bonkers. Like, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. It, it, I, I, I know why Ellen likes it. I have trouble with it. They make it sort of an urban thing, and I can't mm. tell what year it is. Like, fashion-wise, it's 2008. 
but technologically it's like a steampunk bow and arrow yes uh, it's steampunk oh. robin hood it's so good yeah is jamie fox <laughs> is jamie fox i'm gonna John, defend or? it 100 percent. it has a terrible rotten tomatoes objectively mm-hmm. not a good movie it lost money like a hundred million dollar production and it only made 70 or something like that i will love it okay. forever certified fun mm-hmm. well that's but, fun but also but also like and to answer your question sean yes he does play little john no it shouldn't make sense but it does jamie fox is little john like it just like <laughs> yeah you're like oh this can't work and they make it more like a. it's like kind of like a heist movie but also kind of like batman mm-hmm. a little bit okay. like it's like batman yep well i agree like with that i agree with that and we'll come back to this on another of sean's questions this batman idea <laughs> but uh Sean, I don't know if this is what you were getting at, but my favorite guy is Friar Tuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love I, me a Friar I knew Tuck. that. Yeah. I, I had never asked you that question, and I totally knew that. Yeah, I just I wish we could get Friar Tuck better friends who weren't constantly making fat jokes about him. Mm. I just watched um, the Errol Flynn version today, and that, like I swear half of that movie is fat jokes about Friar Tuck, and they're not even funny. I like Friar Tuck because he is a man of the cloth, but he also knows how to make his way in this world. And he he always be doing something a little sneaky. <laughs> yeah. And and he also is always picking up a staff and walloping on bad guys. Yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I appreciate that about the, the dear Friar. <laughs> and uh, Sanj, did you watch the um, Russell Crowe version this week? I no. watched it this week. It's Nutters. <laughs> Uh, it's it it was pretty good. I it, it's much more like like about bootlegging than him being large, mm. and like to like a large like to a like to a big degree to like oh this is his character trait not this other thing, and like it is just kind of he's not really in it a lot. No, but it is just like a but he uh, you know you gotta make you you gotta make do when you are being heavily taxed and. <laughs> You'll become a beekeeper and make meat on the side because what are you going to do? You, part, as you part do, is yeah. the power of the bees. Yeah. My, and you might use your bees as a uh, as an attack device later. It's in the true. Film. It's true. I my one of my favorite characters is usually Marion, which might be a little basic because I'm like the one girl character. However, I always feel like she's like. What is this, Lady Clucker Racer? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's true. But, like, also, she's, like, not a... She's, this is so... Th- she's not, like, other girls of the time kind of mm. deal. Like, she does go against the norm in a way. So it's kind of... It, she always felt more like a rebellious character to me. Like, everybody else who was female in the 12th century was getting married and having babies. And she was like, I'm going to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. All these things. I just really like the like difference that she did. Maybe that wasn't like it's not probably the best representation, but I just really liked identifying with her in the story. And you got to take what? what you can get, Alan. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the one female character. <laughs> the one yeah. thing I did appreciate about the the Ridley Scott um, Robin Hood is that Kate Blanchett plays Maid Marian, mm-hmm. and so obviously she choose a little bit mm-hmm. and she she's got some work to do not a ton the she has a few great moments um except that the final fight scene she spends it just 
lying in the water trapped under armor and like kind of drowning until someone saves her. Yeah. <laughs> That's her thought. I really thought she was going to come in and like uh, do some big things. And then she just like <laughs> became trapped in the water. And it was until Russell Crowe steadfastly carried her out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, man, I can't talk enough about how much Russell Crowe sucks. <laughs> anytime the camera anytime the camera wasn't on him I was like thank god we've got a lot of like fun characters to like bop around behind well that's the thing Sean we watched it like this would be my second watch of it and going into it Ellen wanted to watch it and I was like oh this is a bad movie mm. so you know like a hit play and it was better than I remember it being and I told Ellen that I, I think the mo- like I thought the movie just re- ended at a weird point, but then it occurred to me that the first time I watched it, I just stopped watching it. <laughs> like I just, just you're like, like it's weird stopped. that they cut right in the middle. Mid sentence. Um, but this, yeah. But this time, uh, I did enjoy it more than I thought I did, or that I remember. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, the, there was parts uh, the last that I thought were pretty ended, charming. Oh yeah, the last half ended in this sort of epic war drama vibe that. I could really snooze through and I kept checking my time. I'm like, Oh man, like a minute passes every time. And then I watch dudes clang swords for what feels like 20 minutes. And then I'm like, no, only another minute has gone by. I I don't know Um, if this holds true for every single version, but a lot of the movies that we watched in the past two weeks or so, it feels like they're all like prologue and setting up the Robin hood story. And, like, not a lot of them end with a happy ever after or a happy ending or, like, this is the end finality, which, like, might help why there's so many renditions of it, maybe. Like, the story is never oh, finished being told, maybe. Yeah, the, fi- the story never finishes, you're right. It does in that one book that I read. It's real, real terrible ending. Spoiler oh. alert. Leeches oh. are involved and he fires an arrow and that will be his final resting place so he dies oh he 100 percent dies in that i think Guy of gisborne kills him he dies by leech by leech no not death that's by leech that's 12th violent. century man you lose a lot of blood keep on yeah. losing it <laughs> you lose our, blood. our solution is to take more yep <laughs> I'm pretty sure this will help. Get some get some air into those veins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta balance your humors. <laughs> um, okay. As a as a quick question, so Robin has been portrayed by like thirty actors. Whom whom is your favorite? Like aside from the sexy cartoon fox or <laughs> Well, I guess you you are firmly in sexy cartoon fox mode. No, but I don't I know actually, who the voice of that is, but I I think my favorite actual one it might actually be Carrie Elwes from. Oh Elvis my god, me too. Yeah. Uh, and I think like he well I don't know he does bring like a a bunch of joy to the role even though like it's a super ridiculous situation, but um, I don't like. You gotta, like, if you're gonna lead a crew of merry men, yeah. like, you know, I'm sorry, Kevin, but you're not cutting it right now. <laughs> get merrier. Wow. Get merrier, get out. <laughs> yeah, Carrie Elwes is, like, shockingly handsome. I watched 
men in tights, uh, tights, tights, tights this week. Um, and he's also like really funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, uh, you know, men in tights is like not probably not the worst Mel Brooks movie, but well, actually, so I was reading the plot of the Kevin Costner one and I feel like it follows the plot of the Kevin Costner one. Is that, it's, man, yeah. is that true? It, it's a direct yes. like response. When we were watching a the response. Kevin Costner one, I was like, "But where's Carrie? Il? Like, why haven't they broken into song yet? Like, this is clearly the better version of this like parody." <laughs> Mel does love to bring in a song. Yeah, he does. And knowing when to do it is very important. Um, but that's also why, like, Dave Chappelle as a Chew is in there because Morgan Freeman was in as oh. I can't remember his name. And then that legacy kind of follow, you know, was completed with Jamie Foxx becoming Little John, which is like just like a crazy, crazy little thing. But uh, it is cool how they kind of all play off one another. And I do think that Carrie does bring a certain like Spider-Man-esque charm and like, uh, I don't It's it's kind of childlike the way he like makes fun of people as he does stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which also is like really good in the Disney version, right? Like, it also, like, that's the thing that we want, right? Like, we want these people to be made fun of as they're slowly maybe killed with arrows. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, there's kind of is this paradox with Robin Hood sometimes where it's like, okay, so he's married, but he takes himself awfully seriously. He, in some ways, he's very unmarried. And with that, that you must think about, um, I think it's time to hike up our tights and steal from the king because... We'll be right back on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. And we're back on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Uh, We will be right back talking Robin Hood, but first we'll play a little game, lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. Nice. Wow. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally like 15 seconds this week looking for a title related to our topic that my co-hosts and wife have hopefully not seen. We're treading on dangerous ground, people. She's seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, especially as, as it is Robin Hood related. Uh, I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I am. This week's title is Nottingham and Hood. That title again... Nottingham and Hood. Okay. Okay, I, I have one. First. I, I, yeah, sure. Let's let, our guests, let's let our guests shoot the first arrow. Okay, it's going to be short because just like every Robin Hood, it has all of the regular cast of characters. It has your Will Scarlet. It has your little John. It has Maid Marian. But it's set in like a uh, modern day thing. So like in the hood is like... I don't know, like London maybe, and it's like a seedier part of London, and it's Nottingham and the Hood, and whatever heist is taking place is just modern. That's hello, my hello, 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 okay. it's me, Robin Hood, governor. Perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> Cancelled for doing a cockney. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which decide to self-cancel. Fair on this. <laughs> Um, okay, I think Nottingham and Hood 
is about uh, Robin and the Sheriff of Nottingham as children. Um, and they were besties. They were best friends growing up in around the county of Nottingham. I think it's a county. I have no idea, actually. Um, <laughs> before he was the sheriff, obviously, and before he was Robin Hood. Um, and so it's it's like the story of how they were driven apart and realized their differences and how Robin becomes Robin Hood. Childhood Robin Hood. Hey, wow. Well, thank you. Yeah, like thank Muppet you. Babies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Nottingham and Hood. I believe it is a legal uh, drama um, about the the sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood used to work at warring firms until they both uh, were fired for reasons that they uh, that you know that they caused for each other. I think, and then their only the only way they could keep practicing is that they decided to start their own firm called Nottingham and Hood, and then they have all of their. You know, they've got defense attorney Scarlet. They've got it, their investigator, Marion. Um, and they always are going in front of the judge, Judge John and Judge Richard. And Judge John is notoriously, like, really unfair. And so, yeah, it's just sort of a procedural um, crime law drama. I think I'd uh, watch that. John, about the offices yeah, John, of Nottingham and Hood. John, that sounds both amazing and like it would be on NBC. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Why? my mom would watch that. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's like elementary, right? Like it's like the same vibe. It's um, elementary. It's grim. It's it's it's, uh, it's, it's got all, everything. It's all it's all the things. Um, uh, I do have to I do have to do something I don't like to do. Whoa. Um, what is this? Now, Whoa. I w- I will say that you are wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. <laughs> but I will award. Oh my God. Sean. Dunham. No! 0.5 of a point. Oh. Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> because, the, because this project is in fact canceled. Uh, oh. Okay, no. He does not get a point for that. I said the word. I said the word. I'm going to steal, I'm gonna steal from Sean and give to myself as the poor. The point <laughs> oh. This oh. is an indignity. My. How dare you I'm consider even, me point rich? I'm not even, I'm not even sad about that. Um. <laughs> Nottingham and Hood was the uh, f- project of first-time screenwriter Brandon Barker, uh, and it was developed in 2014. Related to Bob through- Barker or no? Uh, that I don't know. I hope okay. so, not have his own page. Yeah, his IMDb is unfortunately short. Sorry, Brandon. Um, but this was supposed to be similar in writing and tone to Pirates of the Caribbean and was supposed to take over and not have a bunch of sequels for Pirates. It was supposed mm. to switch to Robin Hood. But uh, it was it was hoped that it would fit uh, Disney's global brand, but they decided to keep making Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, uh, our thoughts and, are with you, Brandon. And, and <laughs> in, in the Wikipedia page, uh, it was about Robin Hood, his merry men, and their exploits. That sounds very fun. What a description. <laughs> Love exploits. Well, I bet they have an archery contest. Uh, <laughs> I think every movie uh, is that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sean, congratulations no, on your half this... a point. Sonia, congratulations Ooh, on your stolen half a point. Day. This is and absurd. Ellen, thank you for playing. This is a farce. You're welcome. He he was joking about me being canceled. That wasn't even his idea. Let <laughs> listeners know Sonia is furiously running around her apartment, smashing. Things. I'm genuinely red in the face right now. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone. And thank you especially to the game maker, (laughs) the glorious game maker himself, Jeremy Legui. Nonsense. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's keep moving on um, from my triumphant uh, win back there. Um, So, okay. What else? What movies did you guys watch this week? Let's get into them a little more in depth. Well, we've talked about most of the ones I watched. I only watched um, the Disney Men in Tights, and then I watched. I decided to watch one that I wasn't sure everyone else would have seen, and that was the 1938 uh, The Adventures of Robin Hood, starring Errol Flynn in literally the funniest wig anyone's ever seen. I encourage everyone to look that up because. It's it's Lord Farquaad, but even sillier than that. <laughs> and Errol Flynn is a very handsome gentleman. Um, it's funny that they hit him with this berries and cream moment. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys watch this in your long survey of Robin Hood movies, Jared and Ellen? No, we did not. No. Honestly, we, 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 we took we took a more modern approach, but we've seen, we've also seen some stuff, you guys. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you have. Honestly, this one was pretty boring, and I kind of wish I'd watched the Russell Crowe one instead, but that's what I get for trying to be a good film fan. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate your effort. Who was uh, anyone we anyone else we know in it? Well, Olivia de Havilland was Lady Marion, um, who okay. you might know from Gone with the Wind, and she actually was, was quite good. Uh, real lovely maiden vibes, but... Yeah, I don't know. It was also maybe just that it was the third one I'd watched. And so I was like, well, oh, here's the archery contest. Like, I was over it (laughs) by the time I watched that one. It hit the beats, yeah. Yeah. You can't Um, have riding on those contests. mm -hmm. (laughs) I would like, if I may, just talk about the cartoon for a little bit longer. Because Mm -hmm. I did bring up the iconic Lady Cluck, and I feel like... She is given short shrift. I don't know why Lady Cluck doesn't appear in more things because she is an icon. She's the moment. She is like a sort of cockney handmaiden, battle axe type of lady. And she fully uh, wages wages war against many rhinos. Um, she has. She's the star of the iconic sequence where she tackles a bunch of rhinos in a football setting. Uh, with animation that is like unlike any part of the rest of the film. I feel like someone like put several weeks of work into doing the POV of running behind her as she dodges tackling rhinos. It's iconic. Um, What a great It is. It was like, it really stuck out to me this viewing. I was like, people put a lot of love behind me, Lady Lady Cluck. (laughs) And, And her like, long live King Richard. Yeah. Which is great. Um, And also, the theme song that that um, rooster, our narrator, our friend and rooster, sings. Um, A kid that I knew pointed out to me when I was a kid that the lyrics are the same as the hamster dance. And I've, like, never been able to, like, lose that. Like, da ba dee da dee da do Like, for that one song. Yeah. Yep. I hate to tell you, Sean, it might be the other way around. You think the hamster dance was first, 
No. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but you might be right. Sean's like, okay, I'm listening, but I'm skeptical. <laughs> hey, if you make a case, I'm not saying no, but you never know. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Um, any other things that jumped out at, at you from this viewing of the, the 70s, Robin? Well, one thing that struck me, so um, Roger Miller is Alan Adele, the rooster who sings. Um, I think that's Alan Adele, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And watching it this time, I was like, oh, this is where Matthew McConaughey got his whole thing from, hey? He's literally just doing a Roger Miller <gasps> he impression. Is. He is. <laughs> Wow, you're it right. It struck me. That rooster could sell me a Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> if, he dri- if he was just driving it, if oh, that rooster right, played Lincoln right. Lawyer, please. In that movie, I um, also really like Sir Hiss, the snake that mm-hmm. King Richard oh, or yes, Prince love Ra- Sir Hiss. Or, uh, Prince John. Well, you gotta fan. have you gotta have an effeminate villain and his effeminate henchman with that era of Disney movies, hey? <laughs> It's true. I did love those two those two queens like preening and screaming, fopping and dropping. They were, <laughs> I love them. I, like, I really stolen. wanted getting their jewels plucked by two drag queens. <laughs> Sucked right off their hands. Uh. Slurped right off the damn hand. I like yeah. the, the time when Sir Hiss is in the, the balloon and he can like yeah. propel himself around. Like the and then he discovers physics. hot goss, and he's like, ooh. <laughs> and then he gets, and then Friar Tuck makes him get drunk, and he forgets to deliver his hot goss. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. Um, okay. What is what is the next on the agenda? Who? What else did people watch? I want to hear a little bit more, perhaps, about this Taryn Egerton situation. Just mm. like a quick rundown. Okay, so the Taryn Egerton one starts with Maid Marian stealing uh, Robin Hood, Taryn Egerton's horse. Robin Hood is like a lord, like Lord Loxley. And then he and Marian are all like very much in love. And then he gets drafted and there's a legit like scroll with a draft notice. Yeah, it has those words on it. Yes. It's so, it's like the perfect mix of like the Robin Hood campiness with like a modern day thing that like feeds my soul as bad as it is. (laughs) It's so good. Um, And then he goes to the Middle East. He goes to the Holy Crusade and like it's street warfare and like they're in doing the like, like arrow movement into like, like formation battalion of like we're gonna prong attack this thing and everyone's shooting bows and arrows but it's like so modern that you're like where are their machine guns or whatever they use (laughs) sniper rifles whatever (laughs) and then he does the wrong thing and Guy of Gisborne is his commander and uh Guy of Gisborne is about to kill somebody and so he like sets free all these people all the slaves people who are going to be hurt by Gabe Gisborne. Prisoners. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one of them is uh, Jamie Foxx, right? My Yeah. yeah. And then Jamie Foxx follows him back home to London because he gets dishonorably discharged. (gasps) Head back to, yeah. And then he gets back to England and his estate has been seized 
And so he's like, okay, I'll pretend to be Lord Loxley and give all the money to the sheriff and like get in good with him. And then meanwhile, I'm going to put on a hood and disguise myself and heist movies, steal all my money back. So good. There's also like fire and there's mines and like steampunky, like the vibes are great. Very mishmashed and weird. Okay, I'm... I'm color me intrigued about this one. <laughs> Plus, Taryn is super uh, beautiful in it. You you definitely should check it out. It does do a lot of interesting things, in, in terms of like reworking the narrative and like what what things could have been like. Uh, Oscar Isaac is also like young, like okay, wait. early in his career. Oscar Isaac is in my is in the the Ridley Scott one too. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm. No, you're talking I'm, about the wrong I'm, one. No, I'm. I'm talking about the wrong yeah. one. Yeah. What? Uh, who's the other? Who's the bad guy? Oh, it's that old dude. It's uh, um, Jamie right? Dornan is the bad guy, or not the bad? Or sorry, Jamie Dornan yeah. is uh, Will Scarlet. So the whole time I'm like yeah. Fifty Shades uh-huh. of Grey. Like yeah, Marion has to pick between Taron Egerton and Fifty Shades of Grey. Like the casting well, agents had right? something on their mind. Why not? It was set up to be like trilogy or something but they just like lost all their money but it like enough big picture names yeah it should have done better (laughs) that's true that is true but yeah oscar isaac's in the oscar isaac is in the ridley scott one and he is i blended them in my mind (laughs) but he's great because he's he's evil king john like Mm -hmm. young rude uh terrible king and he's so good at it mm-hmm. i was very pleased to see him in this in this role mm-hmm. and he's he's a great little villain that's true i feel like we're we're sidestepping around the best person in all of these movies which is alan rickman as a sheriff of nottingham that's true i Kay. don't know if you guys have well seen this is this, this is my crazy. problem is because i haven't seen the kevin costner one and now mm-hmm. now that i know His- that Alan his is per- in there. His performance as the sheriff. I've got like I've got the tab locked and loaded because I wasn't gonna let the episode go without talking about <laughs> it. Anyway, um, it is so crazy. Like he was maybe drunk the whole time, maybe, <laughs> and it's like kind of sexy. Oh, okay. Like like and and he's kind of gross, and he's like sort of nude the whole time and drooling and like it's in it's crazy it's so good and i think that maybe he was just like really trying to like amp up the camp and like like the weirdness that it needs to it needs to have some and then depicted in the kevin costner uh version there's like a very formal witch that um Right, he, the Tracy Ullman witch. Uh, yes, that is correct. Yes, that is 100% correct. Anyway, um, but uh, his relationship to her is so strange. And like, I don't know, all the other characters seem like normal and like action movie and Hollywood. And he like, I like, it seems like it maybe might be more real. But the decisions are crazy. Like the things he is doing moment to moment. They were like, does he have a script? Because I don't know. Was he supposed to stab this man? Because it doesn't seem like it's it. Very it's very very interesting. Yeah. I trust but, Alan Rickman's choices. Yeah. I trust them I of think, everyone else's. I trust yeah. them over Kevin's. 
when Trust we were watching oh yeah yeah when we were watching yeah. the kevin cosner version like i said i just kept waiting for carrie Ules and like um the robin hood men in tights but the sheriff of nottingham is worse than alan rickman's depiction so like mm. if you could put mm-hmm. alan rickman into the robin hood men in tights it would have been amazing <laughs> If anyone has some skilled editing skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what CGI is for. Necessary. Skilled skills. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's fine. I, was, I did have full intentions to watch that one because I was like, this is the, like, sort of ultimate 80s, like, romance, everything I do film. Mm-hmm. And I, but I just didn't have it in me, you know? It does have Christian Slater. So, really, that the whole package is there, yeah, tied wow. up in a, 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 nice, little, a nice little bow. You can't throw a throw a dart and hit a film that didn't have Kristen Slater in the eighties, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Was there any uh, other ones that you guys watched this week? Ellen, we we should bring up that really crappy one with Kira Knightley. Oh yeah. Shh. Oh. She played Robin Hood. Crappy Princess no. of Thieves. Princess of Thieves. <laughs> yeah. It's like a second, like, Robin Hood is all older in that, and it's all about her. And who's her love interest? The, oh, man. I'm pretty sure it's Oscar Isaac. No, no. <laughs> you see, you uh, see Oscar oh, Isaac in everything you see. It's the okay. dude that is from uh, The Vampire Show with Sookie Stackhouse. Oh, that's right, yeah. What's his name? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Bill. Bill. Bill Compton. Bill Compton. Name. The big dark-haired yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, I never watched it, but I think I know what he looks like. But he's the love interest in Princess of Thieves. And it's just like another, like, I want to be the girl that learns archery. And Keira Knightley is just so cool in that. She just wants to, like, not get married and do all of the cool things. Alan, what I'm hearing is that we need to buy you archery lessons. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been so into that. Interesting. (laughs) Sure. And maybe so like a, a nice like wrist guard, like yeah. as a secondary get like in the in the stocking. A hood, yes, perhaps. A hood, <laughs> a jerkin, a jaunty little hood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to that greenhouse store and buy a nice hood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got your Christmas present sorted out. Perfect. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you, guys. Man, Kira was busy. Yeah. I've never even heard of this movie. It was like a Disney Channel before Disney Channel showed movies on Sundays. It was like 98, maybe. There does exist another Hollywood in the UK where they make their own shows for themselves. It happens a few other places, too. Uh, And uh, a lot of these people only get big in the States because they were big in the UK. Mm. And mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, I really like this person. Oh, let's let's use an example no one's ever heard of in their lives. Oh, I really want to get more James Corden in my <laughs> life. And then you can, and then you can go and find all these things. Jerry, you have honestly, to give us a trigger warning. The, lo- <laughs> the lost film is James Corden playing Robin Hood. <laughs> Ooh, there is a I UK mean, it probably happened. There is a UK TV show of Robin Hood. It's two seasons and it was really good. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was called, but it was super good. That wasn't the one with the time travel, was it? I don't think so. But again, that Robin Hood was very beautiful. Very good looking dude. 
yeah, El- God. Ellen and I, uh, I looked it up. It's called Back to Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ellen and I are the only two people who ever watched this show in back in 98, I think, because it only had 13 episodes and ran for one season. Uh, and uh, it was a CBC show. You guys ever watch this? Yeah, CBC? like it rings a bell for CBC. sure. Yeah, Ellen, De- Ellen and I have talked about it because the, the girl is named Robin. But with a uh, Y, so it's it's, uh, it's indicating to me. She also has a pop career. <laughs> yes, but she uh, she puts on the amulet and then gets transported back in time, and uh, she has to save her ancestor or something. I can't, you know, it's something like that. But uh, I remember it being good. Terrified to watch it because it's probably bad. Hmm. So Terrified. Just keep, it, just keep it in my mind. Keep it safe in my mind. Well. That is a lot of Robin Hood that we have covered this yeah. week. <laughs> Between us, we watched yeah, many iterations. Yeah, that's what's crazy is how many, like, the people love it. We can't get enough. Can I give a brief hypothesis as to why I think so? Please. Why I think that's true. I think it's, this is why I brought up Batman earlier. We love the idea of a, a kind nobleman who will do the right thing and fix everything for us rather than us having to basically develop class consciousness and wage class warfare and change things on a systemic level. That's my, but, that's my brief dead time. But Sanj, is, isn't there, like, isn't there something also, like, this might be part, part of your package that you've just presented, but, like, it is the fact that he's breaking the rules to be right. Right? Like, yes. It, like, he's breaking free of the structure that may or may not be just. But that's important to, like, make the whole thing work, but, right? But he wasn't mm-hmm. apparently originally a nobleman. That's something that came in in, like, the 18th century I was reading online today. And I think that is a really interesting piece of it, is that he is that, like, nobility. Like, he does still have the social power. And also the whole thing with, mm-hmm. like, oh, and then the good king returns and everything is fine, as though there's any such thing as a good mm-hmm. king and having that power structure will be good for any of the peasants. Anyway... Just saying, I think it. we like it for its, like, romantic, I don't know, for its romantic ways. Like, it feels good. It is a romantic view of, of <laughs> like, we'll just hold down the fort until our good king comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we'll just let this billionaire yeah, sort it out for us. Yeah. Oh, that's always good. That also does get interesting uh, in, like, DC Comics, because there is a character called Arrow, who is a Robin Hood analog, who coexists with Batman and is also rich. And uh, I'm pretty sure that we can get an expert on the show who knows a lot about this because I don't really know anything. But uh, it is interesting to sort of start peeling that peeling that apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, with these heavy thoughts to think of, <laughs> yeah. we bid you adieu. We'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song Manatuna for our theme song. We'd like to thank everyone here at CJTR and all of you at home for letting us your ears. Uh, we are broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and are available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, and everywhere else podcasts are played. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. So give us a follow, and have a good night. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Good morrow. <laughs>